Welcome to the Prophecy Club. You might not get this question correct, but here's the question. Is defunding the police in prophecy? I'll ask it again. Is defunding police in prophecy? In other words, has God warned us in one way or another, either through the Bible or through his modern prophets, that defunding the police, the world coming against the police, police possibly even disappearing, has he told us that that is coming, or if we don't pray, it is coming? Well, I'll let you come to that conclusion in just a moment. Headline, bail reform laws let alleged criminals back on the streets within hours, threatening public security. Now, this one, this one is a big one. Louis Turco, head of the Lieutenant's Benevolent Association, said the violence seen during the demonstrations in New York is the byproduct of the new law that requires defendants to be released without cash bail on a long list of misdemeanors and some felonies, including arson and burglary. This has been put in motion by our politicians that have allowed the criminal element to feel as if no consequences for any crime that you do, and now you've seen this coming out. Now they go home and tell their friends, say, listen, I got out the next day and there's nothing going to happen to me. For former NYPD detective Oscar Odom told Fox News on Wednesday that he thinks it's likely that 99.9% of the people who are arrested and released from jail because of the new law have gone right back to looting. But it's not just happening in big cities. Two and a half hours away in Albany, a 26-year-old man accused of smashing a $2,000 door and looting a hotel Monday night had been released from the county jail. A week later, despite having pending charges against him from prior arrests, cops claim Lucas J. Kaplan brazenly swapped a badge, a credit card, cash, and other items from multiple jail employees' cars on his way out of lockup. In most jurisdictions across the country, people who are arrested and charged with crimes are required to put down a refundable deposit to ensure that they will show up for the court date. If they don't have the cash on hand, they often turn to a commercial bond company that fronts the money on their behalf. If the person arrested cannot afford to pay his or her bail, they remain in jail until the court hearing. And I might also add, if they do get out and they hire a bond company and that bond company pays their bond, that bond company can come after them and they don't have to have a right to remain silent. They can break in any door, any place. I mean, it goes back into the wild, wild west. They can go and get their man, and they do. Now let's jump to the next one. Headline, police officers are retiring and quitting at record levels. IndependentSentinel.com, April 23rd, says, Police officers across the country are retiring and quitting at record levels. The Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department, for example, saw retirements increase by 37% in 2020. Steve Grammis, president of the Las Vegas Police Association, said he suspects that retirements are spiking in jurisdictions where political leaders have called for dramatic changes to police procedures. What he's really saying is policemen don't feel like they are being supported by their superiors or by the community. New York City's police department saw an 87% increase in retirements from 2019 to 2020. Union officials in the largest police force in the nation say that the exodus is being fueled by pressure from radical advocates to defund police or impose major reforms. What it's really saying is to tear up the police department. 
In addition, nearly 20% of the Minneapolis police officers retired or took leaves of absence following the death of George Floyd. It could get worse. Minneapolis city officials are waiting to see if the leaves of absences become retirements. It's serious, said the VP of the Board of Trustees for the Policeman's Annuity and Benefit Fund of Chicago. Quote, all of these people aren't just retiring. They're quitting, he said. Portland, Oregon has seen months of unrelating riots. Police officers, some high-ranking, are leaving in droves because... They say they're overworked, overwhelmed, and burned out. Now, I'm going to tell you the real reason. Real reason is, is because they're not allowed to stop these Yahoos from shining lights in their eyes and getting up in their face and spitting on them and doing all manner of things that you'd not be able to do to the police. That's my opinion on it, and I think yours probably the same. In other words, when policemen are respected and loved, then there's peace in the streets. And when they are not loved and treated with respect and paid properly, then they go do something else. They don't have to be a police officer. And the police officers are a very big part of our peace in this nation. Now, we're still coming back to the same question. Is all of this talked about in prophecy? Police shortages are so severe in some cities, the article says, they're recruiting using billboard signs. It went on to say these and some very big cutting comments were part of 31 written exit interviews of the 117 officers who left. 43 of them simply quit. In other words, I don't have to take this, okay? Other cities and states have gone so far as to change the laws to amend their retirement guidelines. On Monday, New Jersey government Phil Murphy signed into law a bill that will allow police officers and firefighters to retire with 20 years of service. And it's getting worse, or better depends on how you look at it. Previously, retirees had to be at least 55 years old. Now, however... Members can retire anytime they want to and perhaps receive a reduced benefit. But that was in the past. Things have changed now. Local governments are concerned about these pension changes. Some cite the additional strain on their already underfunded police employee pension systems. The problem will increase as more officers retire and draw their pensions. The problem, in my opinion, is not money, but it is support. Support from their leadership and support from the community. When I called on the police chief for the city of Allen, Texas, where I live, when we're going to have the solemn September assembly here, I wanted to get to know him and make certain that if there was any trouble, he knew who was calling. Well, come find out. One of his officers knew our ministry and knew me and loved us. And when I walked in, the first thing that the... uh, the uh, the uh, chief said, was, you got none of the, any of those books? So, yes, I'd brought some books because he wanted to hand around several of the officers. In other words, we have a good uh, police department, good chief here. And one of the questions I asked him when we were talking, I said, so do you have the support of your leaders? He said, absolutely. And I said, what about the community? He said, absolutely. Well, you see, when a community or the leadership drops the support, then the police have no strength. We've got to support the police or they go away. All right, now, there's a whole lot more I can read on that. But now let's go to asking ourselves, is this part of prophecy? 
On May 27, 2016, in my prayer closet, I asked the Lord, Lord, thank you so much for giving us the prophecies of the future, but but they're all kind of specific. Would you mind giving me an overview, kind of a bird's eye view of what's coming? And I ask you specifically to either speak to Leslie or to Pastor Massey. The next morning, Pastor Massey called. I had a dream. I don't understand it. I said, well, tell me the dream. And, of course, as he told me, I said, I know perfectly what this is saying because this is an answer to my prayer last night that God would speak to you and give you this dream, an overview of the future, meaning because there's two people that can confirm this, I asked for it and he got it, we know that this is of God. Saturday, May 28th, 2016, he said the dream opened up and we were plowing. Very nice things are happening, good things, like seven years of plenty. Then we came home. Someone dropped off two children in my house. One girl thought that we were the best people to take care of these people. They were scared that they would have no food. There was no food where they were living. Okay, so the first thing is it goes from good to no food. Okay, now third scene. Then I was sitting there and someone came to my home to hurt these children. They said, let me talk to you. And I said, well, before you talk to me, let me get my gun because I don't want to talk to you without my gun. So I got my gun and loaded it with three cartridges and talked with them. Meaning the third point is you have to have a gun to be safe or to survive. Then the scene changed. There was a main road in front of my house and I saw like a herd of people walking down this road. Like so many people, like a herd of cows or sheep. It was just packed. These people were all close together like sardines walking out of the city. Okay, so first thing was good. Then no food. You got to have a gun to survive. And then people were walking out on foot. I believe that that means that they're leaving the nation of America because America has been bombed and it is no longer a place where people can live and survive. Then the scene changed. I saw that they began to get chopped up. I mean, chopped up like only a few of them, maybe one or two were spared out of a thousand people. I saw a chopper, some kind of like a a machine chopping them in half, chopping off their heads. I thought, this must be the end time. And only a few were spared and went into hiding. All right, now, let me refresh your memory. I asked for it. Massey got the dream, called me. He didn't understand it because it wasn't for him. It was for me. So it's good times. Turn into no food. Turn into you got to have a gun to be safe. Turns into people leaving the nation. And then the end times, a lot of people are getting killed. Does that fit with police? Yeah. See that thing about... You got to get a gun. I got to get a gun. I got to load it with three cartridges before I go talk to you. That's a sign that there are no police. That's a sign that the police have been defunded and just disbanded. And you're on your own. It's like the wild, wild west. You're on your own. And that will probably mean that people have to go back to carrying shooting irons on their hips. Now let's go to what Coverstone was told. Only just a few brief paragraphs. I believe that cover stones are not prophecies which are guaranteed to come. I think God was speaking to him and is speaking to him, kind of like Nineveh. In other words, he's not guaranteeing this is coming. He's guaranteeing this is coming if we don't pray. It's a warning, and I appreciate that warning, and I know that God is speaking to cover stone. He says, I saw even more intense chaos. I saw armed protesters fighting in the streets. People hitting one another. 
I heard gunfire, constant gunfire. I saw people hiding in their homes with the lights out, with a gun in their hand, looking back to check on their families. Doesn't that kind of line up with Pastor Massey? Now let's jump to another Covestone dream. But the thing that stood out most were the people who were sitting in church pews asleep or not listening. They became the biggest persecutors of the church. The biggest persecution came from the tares. Those people who sat in the church pews but never really accepted the Word of God as the Word of God. They were raised in church all of their lives, but they walked away because they just didn't like the preaching. They didn't believe it was the true Word of God. The preaching which says this is sin. Sin is wrong. You cannot walk in this and still be a believer. It was the sons and daughters and grandchildren of Christians. They'd been raised in the church all of their lives, but became persecutors saying, we've had it. Okay, now, hang on. you got to remember, Coverstone is a pre-tribber. I love Coverstone, and I love pre-tribbers. They don't bother me. I bother them, but they don't bother me <laughs> because I know I have the truth. So, anyway. I think that with pre-tribbers and God speaks to them, just like Marie Sklar, even Marie Sklar told me, he says, you know, a lot of people say to me, but Maurice, you know, a lot of your visions are not portraying a pre-trib rapture. And he said, yeah, I know. <laughs> but, he, but both of them continue to hang on to it. That's okay. That's okay. Doesn't bother us a bit. We'll still love it. We'll, we still love the pre-tribbers and the mid-tribbers and the pre-wrath. I just don't like the lie. I want people to know the truth. Okay, so back to the point. So they'd been raised in church all their lives, but they became persecutors saying, we've had it. I think a lot of that is going to come when the pre-tribbers finally get that catastrophe, the one event, whatever it is, that all of a sudden pops the pre-trib bubble, and they say, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute, I didn't sign up for this. This is not supposed to be here. This, I'm supposed to be gone. And all of a sudden, this straight, white, ashen look comes to their face. Their heart drops. They get a cold sweat all over the body to realize they've been wrong. They were lied to. They misunderstood. And while they're going to blame their church and their pastor at the end of the day, it's all written in the Bible. All they had to do is research it and study it out. It's not like some people like myself have not been trying to tell them. So at the end of the day, before the Lord, it was their fault. They should have done the research and found out that, nope, there's not going to be a pre-trib rapture. Okay, so a lot of this is pre-trib disappointed Christians. We've had it. There's nothing in this for me. The gospel has no power. It has no authority. It says, I cannot have this. I cannot do that. I cannot go where I want to go. I cannot be who I want to be. I cannot do what I want to do. These were the people who are screaming and throwing rocks. They had baseball bats and guns in their hands, throwing threats at all of us, coming out of the church, going into the church. The anger was led once again by those who had fallen away. Those were the people who were pushing back against everything that they'd been taught. Now, let me pause a second. In my 28 years of being on radio, thousands of meetings, you know what? I have not been attacked by the government, not once. I haven't been attacked by local authorities. The only, the only, the only attacks have come while well, they'd come from other Christians. 
<laughs> so you, you better know this is right. Those who have been given in to some of these ideas of the protest movements that we see today, the ideologies that say that one race is better than others. June 4, 2020, Estania had a dream. And I, I, there's some things in this dream that I'm not going to reveal to you, but I will say indirectly I have them in my book, Miss the Mark. But I absolutely know that this woman <laughs> did not know this. This was revealed to her by the Holy Spirit. And I absolutely positively know this dream is of God. So we better bend our ears for it on this one. There was a lot of chaos outside on American soil. I saw broken buildings as if blown up by a bomb. People were fighting one with another, people robbing each other, people were sealing, there was shooting and a lot of shotguns blasting. Guns were blazing like machine guns all night and day. We were keeping our heads down. Now, I suspect this may be the day after the Russians take out America. But listen, it was only men that would go out looking for food and stuff. The women never left the place. I saw very violent people wearing face masks. People were fighting the police. People were fighting the military. There was no peace anywhere. No one was nice. Now, when it says face masks, I don't think that's from COVID-19. I think that's so that they won't be recognized. Kind of like the guys back in the Old West, or they would put on a face mask going before they robbed the bank. This was going on everywhere. So we had to keep moving around a lot. Every time we would move, somebody would come and join us like a peaceful family. They were just trying to survive. People were rioting and looting. It never got better. But there was never any control over the violent situations. People became even more rebellious. After destroying the businesses, then they went to people's homes, robbing and stealing from them. They were hurting them, shooting them, killing them. It was bad. No electricity. The sun was our only light. Now, hang on. In that she says no electricity, she said bombs. This might be suitcase nukes. But it sounds more like, at this point, Russia has attacked and taken out America. I saw that there were two suns behind the clouds. I wondered why there were two suns. I realized that I was looking at the actual sun on the right, then another sun pointing straight at me. Now, I don't understand that. Maybe that's some kind of UFO, but we're going to leave that there. I tried to get the others around me in the house to look at the two suns. A big, giant television turned on in the sky. When I looked out the window, I saw that there were two suns behind the clouds. I wondered why they were there, two suns. I realized that I was looking at the actual setting of the sun on the right. Then on the other side, I saw the sun pointing straight at me. I tried to get the others around me to, in the house to look at the two suns. I noticed that this light started glowing even more. Now, here comes the part. I'm not going to say these words because... I know they're accurate, and I don't want to reveal these words because a man was killed over these. I interviewed a guy, and, and he was killed because of these words. So I'm not going to say I'm on the ear, but I, I, just trust me. This lady did not know, she could not have known to say these words. But when she said these three words, I know this is of God. Okay, so a big a giant television screen turned on in the sky. In other words, that's the second sun. And I said, it's... Mm -mm -mm -mm. There are the three words I'm skipping. It was so big, it covered the entire sky. You could still see the sun on the right side of the sky, but the thing was so wide, you didn't even know how far it was. 
you could not see anything else besides this giant TV screen in the sky, broadcasting in the middle of the sky. Now, in my book, Miss the Mark, I talk about how they're going to put images in the sky. You'll be able to see and hear what they're going to tell you is the voice of God. Are they going to tell you that the pre-trib rapture took place? They're going to use this series of low-Earth orbiting satellites and lasers to deceive the world. And he doeth great wonders, so that he make a fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. So we know that that fits scripturally. Let's go on. Everybody looked at this television. They were showing the whole world was in some great chaos as America with mayhem and chaos and looting. Everybody was fighting among one another, killing, shooting each other. There was fighting against the police, some police brutality. It was crazy. The people all had helmets, protection gear. They were wearing SWAT clothes, military outfits like war. They were showing us the news reporters reporting what was happening all over the world. They said, we have a solution. In two weeks, we're going to present someone who has the solution to resolve all of our problems. They told people to go back home, fix your stuff. Everything would go back to normal. I said, oh, no. I told everybody, we must get out of here. Do not listen to these people. They do not have the solution. The person who says he has the solution to solving all of this will be the Antichrist. They are about to present the Antichrist to us. We have two weeks to make a run for it. I was packing my stuff and getting my things ready, getting my family ready. We were leaving. But the other families we had with us were all so happy they were going back to their homes. We would now have law and order again. These people were heading back to their homes. They said, we want to go back to our normal lives. We want things to go back to the way it was before. I told him, you will never have things go back the way it was before. I begged them, don't do this. Don't go back home. They will have full control of you after this. You have to come with me. But they didn't want to. They went on believing whatever the government was telling them. <laughs> Haven't we seen people like that concerning the V? Okay. The news reporter kept on reporting, keeping the people calm and happy with what they were hearing in the news. So... They went back home. I was heading away. I was going. I was moving away from the city. This big TV screen up in the sky was the only way they would tell people of the world because there was no electricity. I know. I know what the lady's talking about. I understand that. I can't talk about it. I'm not going to reveal that. But I do talk about that, and I do reveal that in my book, Miss the Mark. I want you to not ever take that mark of the beast because those people that take the mark of the beast— they do not get soul death. They are tossed into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone with the beast and the false prophet and Lucifer, and they are tormented day and night forever and ever with no hope of escape, no exit possible, total torment for all eternity, so says Revelation. Now let's go to a summarized dream from Charles Turner, June 30, 2020. I saw people robbing each other, breaking into each other's homes, people stealing things from cars on the street. People were stealing food and taking things from each other by force and willing to die for it. I said, what's going on? Then, from above me, I heard a voice say, bloodshed. I was shown more people shooting each other. Everyone was carrying guns in the street. There was no police. Did you hear that? There was no police anywhere to police this issue or to bring order. It was complete chaos, and I awoke. April 18, 2020, Tina Golak van roundups. In this dream, we're in a quarantine, but it was much tighter restrictions than it is now. There was literally nobody 
I mean, nobody was allowed outside of our homes at all, which is, I'm telling you, if you're not prepared, food, water, and things like that in your home, you need to think it through. People were designated times where they could go to the grocery store shopping or go somewhere. Nobody was going to work. There was nobody in the streets. My husband and I decided to check on somebody, and we were literally the only vehicle on the road. We could hear planes or helicopters overhead. The government was doing aerial checks, keeping track of people. They sectioned off areas in the communities. Periodically, the army and police groups of men would come and take everybody in that area off somewhere. They just rounded them up. My husband and I stopped to check in on this person, and nobody was at their house. It was like they just weren't there. There was food cooking on the stove, plates of food still on the table, hot, with steam coming off of them, but nobody was there. There were army and police rounding up everybody. They were telling us to get in this vehicle, and we were trying to tell them that we were not from this section, that we lived down the river, and just came up to check on this person. They said didn't matter. We were in the section when everyone was being taken, so we had to be taken too. It was scary. I live in Washington State. People were crying. They were being loaded into vans, but bigger vans and more people were crying. They were being yelled at by the police or the army, whoever these people were, and they were dressed in green like the army. They were being forced into these vans. They weren't being nice about it either, and they weren't trying to help anybody understand why they were being taken or where they were being taken. They weren't explaining anything. They were just yelling at them, shouting orders at them. The people were being loaded up and allowed to take a box or a bag of their belongings. One of the army people stepped onto somebody's bag and got everything muddy because of his boots were being muddy. He just kind of laughed and had no regard for the people or for their belongings. We were loaded up and taken somewhere. My husband and I were being separated, too. It was very scary, very unreal. I was telling myself, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. This is your government. They'll take care of you. They're locking us up for a, our own good. They're doing what is best for us. But inside, inside. I knew that really wasn't true. I had a feeling that it was something really, really bad was about to happen, and we were scared. So, does it sound like defunding the police is related to Bible prophecy? Yep, it is. Let me suggest that you again think through. You cannot leave your house for one year. You cannot. You, you can't because it may be a virus. Maybe it's not safe outside. You have to stay in your house for one year. Do you have what you need? Do you have food? Do you have water? Do you have a Berkey water filter so you can filter the water? And when some kind of suitcase nukes or the Russian nukes hit, do you have something so it won't fry all the computer chips in your home? Well, if you need that, then you go to empshield.com and you put in the promo code PROPHECY. That helps your prophecy club. If you're needing food, if you use heavensharvest.com and the promo code STAN, it helps your prophecy club. If you're needing gold, silver, some kind of precious metals, go to cornerstoneassetmetals.com and tell them prophecy club. All of that helps us because we are trying to help you. I'm telling you the prophets in the Bible and the modern prophets tell us that time is running out. Now's the time to prepare or if we can, we can pray in a great time of blessing. I don't know which one's coming. Sometimes I think it's the blessings. Sometimes I think it's a lot of trouble. But like one person said, well, you better pray for pre, but you better prepare for post. Or you better pray for the best, but prepare for the worst. Leslie made a perfume, and it's called Virtuous, and it is absolutely awesome. It is the best scent I've ever smelled in my life, any place, anywhere. 
you're going to get Leslie's Virtuous Perfume, her book, More Than a Ruby and DVD, and a rose pen, and a silk rose, and 10 milliliters of Leslie's Perfect Touch Anointing Oil. Six items valued at $162, all for a gift of just $100. That's Leslie's Mother's Day gift at prophecyclub.com. Prophet Leslie Johnson has a new book called Shekinah, Not Right. She says, an invitation for the majestic presence or manifestation of a fallen angel called Shekinah has entered the church. This powerful, seductive, demonic spirit presents a lie that looks so tempting to many Christians, causing the worshipers to feel as if they have entered into a higher dimension of communication with the Lord. Shekinah is actually a fallen angel, a demonic presence, even more subtle and more powerful than those demons that routinely attack us day to day. Shekinah Not Right, 1 for 20, 10 for 30, 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. Prophet Leslie's book, Snake in the House, is talking about the compromise in the body of Christ. The serpent is coiled in the church, hiding in the weeds of compromise. What are the manifestations of lying signs and wonders? What are the false religions allowed in the church? What is wrong with yoga? And what does Hinduism have to do with the Christian church? And what is wrong with contemplative and centering prayer? What do I do if I have been exposed to the deceptive kundalini spirit? One for 20, but don't do that. We offer them a shrink wrap set to 10. One set of 10 for 30, two sets of 10 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. Write out the book of Revelation in a spiral ring notebook and bring it to the School of the Watchman. I'll lay hands on you and anoint you to receive the spirit of Revelation. Then I will teach through the book of Revelation to make you an anointed teacher of Bible prophecy. June 11 to 13, prophecyclub.com. The School of the Watchman, June 11 to 13.